You guys, Trimark Properties is one of Gainesville's premier developers of boutique, multifamily, office, research, medical, retail, and restaurant space. They also specialize in historic renovation, completing over 70 historic renovations in the immediate area. Today, John Fleming and his business partner, Phil Wagner of Trimark Properties, joins us for the episode. Enjoy. You are listening to WHOA Podcast, coming to you from Gainesville, Florida. We're going to go in three, two, one. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the WHOA GNV Podcast, the podcast bringing you businesses and individuals that make you go, whoa. I am your host, Colin Austin, and today's sponsors, you guys, are the best restoration. You guys, we all know that due to the impact of COVID-19, that deeply cleaned and highly sanitized businesses are the new norm. You know your customers are going to want to walk into a business they know is safe. Make sure you call the best, the best restoration, and let them help you keep your business top notch. These guys can handle it all. They can do water extraction and restoration, mold remediation, which they've helped us with in the past, air rug cleaning, air ducts cleaning, carpet cleaning, tile and grout cleaning, carpet repairs. They have carpet protectant services, upholstery cleaning services, fire damage restoration, and so much more. Be sure to give them a shout at 352 505 3321 or visit them at thebestrestoration.com. Jorge, my man, I love you. Thank you for sponsoring the show. Your company's awesome. And if your business has ever bought land, sold property, or negotiated a lease, you know why it's important to have someone in your corner who knows the market and delivers results. That's why you see so many Collier's Gainesville signs all over town. The GNV commercial advisory team of Collier's Gainesville has the most experienced commercial real estate team in the market, along with access to a global network of industry experts. You guys, with one call, you'll know why so many businesses trust them. Learn more by visiting them on the web at collier's.com slash Gainesville. I like how I did that one. I kind of crushed those. (laughs) You guys, today on the show, we have John Fleming and Phil Wagner of Trimark Properties. Gentlemen, thank you so much for being here tonight. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, so I want to just go ahead, dive right into the story. That's where I like to start is with the story because I always get the juicy beginning details. (laughs) And I'm like, what? That's how that happened? That's how you're this this monster of a company now? (laughs) (laughs) This monster of a company now? So, uh, so yeah, I mean, tell me, you guys, either one of you guys can start, but you know, how did you guys uh, start this company? How did, oh, oh sorry, and uh, how did you guys meet? And well, tell tell me all of it. Yeah, so um, that's an interesting. Um, so I came here to go to school, uh, University of Florida, and um, in doing so, I had to put myself through school. And uh, got a job as a maintenance supervisor at a local apartment complex. I had background in construction uh, and was doing that and uh, needed some additional funds, as you can imagine, um, as any college student does uh, from time to time. So I was doing some painting on the side and some landscaping on the side. My roommate at the time uh, was helping me. And he just happened to know this dude down at Fort Myers that uh, wanted to come up to go to the University of Florida. And we needed a little help uh, because we were really, really busy. I was probably working 120 hours a week. Uh, And um, so he introduced me to Phil. Uh, Phil came up, I think I came in 85. You came in 86, 87. Uh, and uh, so probably the first day was here, we were working a job somewhere <coughs> together uh, and, and uh, it kind of just spiraled from there. And I'm, we can keep going. I'm sure my version, his version will be a little different. But, uh, that's, uh, that's how we met, at least. Yeah. Yeah. We, I remember the first house we painted was over by uh, Arlington Square, yeah. a big Victorian house. And uh, we spent we thought we were going to do it in two days and it took us about a week. Yeah. 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 So it, it's how it started, at least. Um, it, we worked our way through school, both of us. Uh, so, and that painting company probably paid for a lot of uh, getting through school, but I continued to be a maintenance supervisor. Phil uh, finished up his degree sometime later uh, and got into property management. I was already in it in a different side of the, of the house. So he went to work uh, for uh, a local uh, big real estate firm. And I'll let him tell the rest of that one. So yeah, I um right out of school, I got a job with 
uh, Collier Companies. Back then it was called College Park Properties, um, then became Paradigm Properties, and just right place, right time. Uh, met Nathan Collier, got a job, started off you know, doing leasing, a little bit of management, and he bought a bunch of property real fast. Uh, a lot of people quit. And the next thing you know, I was running the whole place. You know, so it was it was cool. I got real lucky. Um, about a year in, uh, our current partners had Trimark, um, but they only owned one property, and it was called the Courtyards. And uh, they contacted Nathan and needed some advice because they had just brought their first property, didn't know really what they were doing. And um, they contacted Nathan. Nathan referred him to me. He just wasn't in the consulting gig at that time. So I, I put together a little team. We did some consulting. They needed a maintenance guy, a maintenance supervisor, and he was not working, water skiing every day, you know, and <laughs> waiting, waiting, waiting for another job to call. And I'm like, man, I got a, I got a gig for you. You know, let's, let's talk to these people. And he's like, nah, there's not, they won't pay me enough. And I'm like, well, I mean, you don't even know, just go interview. And he's like, man, they're never going to pay me enough. So, uh, he went and interviewed, and he threw out some big number. I don't know what it was back then, but it was a big number. And they they bit, and they said, yeah, yeah, I definitely want yeah. you. And uh, he went to work for him. I couldn't believe it either. I was like, man, I can't even believe that happened. And um, I think it's the only time I ever went in cocky about a job. And I just... Uh, I, I had been working so much, uh, and I just I just got got burned out, and so I was water skiing and playing golf, and I was just living the life. Are of, you a good water skier? Uh, I was decent back then. <laughs> um, yeah, I was decent. Uh, I grew up on the water too. Did you? Yeah, oh yeah. So. so I love it, uh, but it didn't. Does it really matter? You're all, you're on the water, right? That's yeah, so right. That's right. It matters if you're any good or not. So, but uh, I was having a great time. So I went in and. Uh, and and did tell them, you know, a number at the time. Now it seems like pittance, but uh, at the time it was a pretty big number. I thought and thought, yeah, good. They'll say no, and then I can go back to doing my thing. And uh, unfortunately, they didn't. Or fortunately, they didn't. So, cool. It turned out. Uh, so anyway, I I started Trimark um, <coughs> and started doing maintenance there. Uh, shortly thereafter, got promoted to property manager, and then a couple years later uh, was a partner. And one of the things is, is funny through the years, you know, Phil and I worked together in college, out of college, uh, continued uh, doing both landscaping and painting and all this other stuff, kind of making money on the side. Um, and then both of our jobs got kind of busy, right? And we're kind of really concentrated on them, but we're still having lunch on Fridays and still hanging out. And, and you know, I'm learning a lot from him. He's learned a lot from me, but one of the weirdest things that I can remember, uh, we're touring a property uh, of his at the time and I'm, I'm looking at it and I'm like, man, how the hell are they getting this much money for this property? <laughs> I'm like, they, they get more rent than we do. And I know our quality. So my background is construction, right? So I know the quality of our product is far superior. I'm like, but they're, they're just tagging us, man. They're all the time. They're beating us to the, to the, on the rates and stuff. And I'm like, I just got to file that back in my head. And, and a couple of years later, I, I figured, uh, okay, we're not going to be able to beat them. So why don't I just go after him and I just go get Phil. And if Phil can put together the sales team to do what they do over there and I can put together the product, uh, it may make a good combination. And, and it did. So mm -hmm. That's kind of where we started. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So when did like things really start to build and compound? I mean, well, real quick, let me ask this. When you were with, uh, when you started taking over some of the stuff at, with Collier, yeah. like how big was that organization? Because they're a pretty large company. All right. So when I started, um, they owned literally College Park and that was it. Um, okay. So they were, so they were in 700, 700 units, you know, and they're, I guess they're somewhere over 10,000 now. Okay. Close to it. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when I left there, I left in 2004. I left right when my son, my first son was born. That was a good transition period for me. And um, I think we were up to almost 5,000 units at that time, so. Okay. It feels like your story is very organic. Like things just kind of happened, fell in the right place at the right time. Mm -hmm. I mean, what, is that true or is it, yeah, was, it, was there a lot of like intentional, okay, like now you're sitting down and now we're, now we're doing X, now we're doing Y, now we're doing Z. Like, I think when? it's a combination, man. It's, okay. it's uh, you know, it's not pure luck, right? Um, hell, I was working 120 hours a week, right? So mm -hmm. someone's going to notice that the work ethic, but, um, and there's, you know, he and I, 
we painted and a lot of times we were painting because I was working a job and he was working a job. So we may show up at a, like we painted, uh, the, I don't know what it's called now, Bank of America building downtown. Yeah, yeah. Ken McGurn don't do the time. Wacoby, we would show up when everybody else is leaving. All the construction guys are leaving and we're showing up at like six o'clock in the evening. We'd paint until like four in the morning. So it's only he and I in there. So we're talking the whole time about stuff. So you're, you're kind of planning a little bit, right? You kind of, kind of figure out, all right, but they, we know we can't do this forever, right? We got to do something different. You want to go and uh, develop all these neighborhoods yeah, now? Why like, not? Why not? Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, like, when so, did those conversations start to like really uh, happen? I mean, I here know. you are painting when walls, we, painting walls together, yeah, and then yeah. now when, it's like, when so we, we were painting walls. Yeah, we painted we would, for we Nathan. Would go into we painted a place for and Ken. Like, I mean, we did a lot of work for yeah. big boy developers yeah. in town. So we saw what they were doing right yeah. and um I, he and i actually had a, a a great conversation with ken once and we were talking about what we might do and he's like well you need to you know you need to learn your own mistakes i'm like hell no i'm like <laughs> I, i've watched you make mistakes uh, i'm not making those mistakes i'll make my own and not that he makes a ton of mistakes but you know everybody does and i'm like no i, I can learn from you just as well as learn from myself so uh we, yeah those conversations happen at three in the morning yeah. or you know, and during turnover when you're painting for three days straight and oh, that yeah. kind of stuff. So yeah, pa- painting was probably the the most fun we had because we'd sit there and just talk about stuff the whole because you're just painting. You know, it's either that or listen to a radio. You yeah. know, so we just talk and talk and talk, and every time it was like, man, if we own this, we do this. If we own this, we do this. If we own this, we do this, and we finally got to put it into play. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> So when did you really start to feel it or like when did it really start to, you know, compound and get, get traction and start you know, gaining more and more team members? Like, I mean, how long did it, was it, you know, it was two of you guys for a while, right? And then so and a no, bunch of so, subs or what? Uh, so I was a Trimark <laughs> uh, and we had, we were a lot smaller company then. Um, and we just had uh, renovated some older apartment complex. We had the courtyards and bought a few more existing properties. And in 02, or just before, probably in 01, maybe 2000, um, we decided that we'd take a chance and build something new. And we hadn't done that. And I reached out to Phil. It was funny. I reached out. I said, hey, man, who did you use for architect? Who did you, you know, so I didn't know who to use here in town. And uh, they had just got done building uh, Hidden Lake. And um, I said, all right, well, we'll just use the same crew, right? So I got the architect, and I got the GC, I got everybody the same, and kind of designed the property so close. It was a lot smaller version, but it was so close that I actually, we didn't have any you know, pictures or anything back then to put on. So I asked Phil, could I go up and take some pictures of Hidden Lake inside? Because it's going to be similar. And uh, he said, yeah, so we, we use those. We actually used Hidden Lake photos for uh, the first the first one. But we when we built that, that was in 2002, nothing had been built in University Heights, which is kind of the area we focus in on uh, since 1969, 1970, okay. when the courtyards was built, which we owned. Um, and we weren't sure what would happen, right? We're building this little 24-unit complex, a little nicer than, uh, or as, as nice as what's being built, but in an area that really was kind of like the old student ghetto. It was kind of a rundown area, but it was really close. It's like a block to Norman Hall, right? You're right there. Uh, so we, we gave it a shot, and uh, it did really, really well. We ended up getting about 30% more than Phil was getting at Hidden Lake, and we didn't have a pool, we didn't have a clubhouse, we didn't have a big parking lot, we didn't have any of that stuff. And that's kind of when it clicked for me. I was like, damn, if this worked on this scale, let's see what it'll do again and again. And we just, every year, we just started popping them out. And it was nice, because once we got Phil on board, it was just a, it was a partnership, right? It's like, hey, you get as much rent as you can, and I'm just going to keep jacking these things up. Not only the amount of them, but we're going to take them to new levels that we've never taken them before. So while at Royal Palms we built, uh, and then 10 years later we had our ground baking right across the street at Solaria, and it was it was night and day. I mean, 10 years, and you know, especially when you're old like he and I, doesn't seem that long, but uh, the difference between that property in Solaria, which is just, I mean, it's all granite. It's, it's beautiful, beautiful uh, property inside. It's just crazy. And that's, you know, just, we could step up every time okay. uh, because he could get the rents. How many properties do you guys have now? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, man. Dude, that's a chest beating exercise, right? That's like, oh, I have a thousand <laughs> units. Who cares, man? I, we don't have any empty. 
That's what I care about. Okay. Right? So as long as the on the residential side, on the commercial side, we have a few uh, because we're just kind of getting into that now, hard and heavy. But uh, on the residential side, we're we're good. How many walls have you painted in your life? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Interior, exterior. With some stuff that probably burns some brain cells up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you still ever pick up a brush and paint a wall once in a I while? I do. I actually have, uh, I patched um, some cracks and some plaster this weekend, and I'm going to go home uh, sometime <laughs> this weekend and paint a few walls. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. man. I painted last night. Did you? Yeah. Painted a deck at my house. Yeah. Yep. You know, we had a uh, Reed Fogler on the show. Yeah, did, I saw. Did, did you watch it? Yeah, we did see it. Yeah, he had great things to say about you guys. Oh, no, like, Reed's great, man. I will say, Reed, uh, Reed remembers like us, and his wife remembers a little different. I, I'd go with the wife, man. I think, yeah. I think she oh, okay, so his, his story wasn't quite, yeah, no, quite it's, accurate. Yeah, Reed's story. He's a great storyteller. He's a great storyteller. That's great. The, um, you know, like, let's talk about Gainesville because you guys are really uh, a company who is very invested into the community, obviously. Uh, what do you, like, what's Gainesville's biggest challenge in your opinion right now? What's our biggest challenge? Hmm. Growth management, I would guess. Yeah. 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 Getting everybody to, uh, for me, you know, I deal with the city a lot. Um, all of our properties are in the city real close to, to the university. Um, I think right now is just a lack of focus. I mean, it's just, um, there's so many, I, I don't mean that in a bad way, but it seems like everybody's got their own issue and there's just so many out there that you can never really dive into them deep and fix something. Yeah. Right? So, so everybody's priorities are different. Everybody's so priorities like, are different. Yeah. Yeah. It's so how tough. would you prioritize it, the issues or the challenges. Is so, there anything that would be at the top of your list? Yeah, for us, because we're developed, there should be a lot of things on the top of the list, but it doesn't mean it's the right thing on top of the list. I have no idea what the yeah. uh, what the top priority should be in the city of Gainesville at the moment, other than uh, for us, it's, uh, you know, it, it's been the same for a long time, is, is how do we connect the front door of University of Florida to downtown? Mm -hmm. So that's, that's kind of where we focus. So. Well, that corridor is like getting better yeah getting it's looking better. really really awesome yeah. you guys just yeah. put that food park over there yeah midpoints up and running yeah and which looks great well. thank you how's it doing you. so far doing awesome yeah. doing awesome had, you had lunch there today didn't I you did. yeah so we have uh i went down there friday and had lunch with our one of our landscape architects and i think uh i think maybe three quarters of the people there were our employees so in various companies so it was pretty cool what's the one thing that like gets under your skin about the the community you know, whether it's from a city standpoint or, I mean, maybe just some of those issues. I mean, I like, I mean, because, you, you know, I don't, I don't know if you were there when I gave this talk, but like one of the things that we had a big problem with early on was like our zoning. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, I was like, dude, like I kept, you know, I, I want to say it was like 2013. I stood up in front of the mayor and the city commission. I gave this like, pa this passionate speech, you know, was Did you get put, it? put on by the chamber of commerce. What's that? Did you get what you needed? Uh, I mean, it was, it was really, I, I felt like it was really just bringing awareness to some of the issues. Cause one of the things I was very passionately talking about, I was like, look, like, like, you know, businesses like mine are going to pick up and leave. Right. <laughs> like, cause I can go somewhere else and not have to deal with these issues. Yeah, um, and a lot of it has, has zoning in the, in the point that I was really making at that time was we were, there was that uh, like advanced auto parts next to the cash and carry over there on like 34th right. and mm -hmm. and uh, 20th, right? Mm -hmm. And and I'm like, how is that any different than what we're doing? You know, because they, they wanted us to be zoned business automotive. Right. And like a lot of the zoning has changed. I like I want to give credit where the credit's due. Like it has evolved and it has changed and, and, that's, and that's great. But you know, we're business automotive. So I'm like, well, you know, we really don't have a need for a 10,000 square foot building with 500 parking spaces because <laughs> I'm not selling cars, yeah, right. I'm selling scooters. Yeah. And I wanted, I wanted to be in like a retail strip center. Sure. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah. there's no, no fuel in them when they're sitting in the showroom. It's got a little bit of oil, but it's all sealed, you know? Mm -hmm. And and my point very much was like, well, advanced auto parts will allow you to bring your oil. Used oil. From yeah, right. where you did the oil change yeah. at your house. <laughs> yeah. 
to to them. They'll yeah. go out to the parking lot and change your battery. I've watched people you know, drop like, gas tanks in their parking yeah, lot, right? You know, so like yeah, that was so. really like the point that I was yeah. making at that time. And, and I'm I am glad that a lot of it has changed and evolved. And luckily this was grandfathered in as business automotive when we took it over. Yeah. So like you know, that worked out perfectly for us. But you know, is there anything like that that's just been kind of like that needle in the side for you guys? I think you know, for me it's just uh, the time it takes. Um I remember it much like you, right? The first time I went to a first step meeting, which is kind of where you start mm-hmm. for a development, scared the hell out of me, man. I mean, they're coming at me with all these rules and regulations, and I haven't hadn't done any of that, so it was quite intimidating. The um, I'll say it gets better, <laughs> and now we, you know now we can go in and run them basically because we know uh, a lot of the code and have, have dealt with it through the years, but. Um, some years ago, the city really worked on their customer service front. And I think maybe um, it was probably one of the best things the city had done because somebody coming in and asking for something, right? I want to do a car wash here. I want to put a medical office there. I want to open this restaurant. Um, a lot of times back in the day, they were met with regulators, right? People that were, it was almost easier to say no than it was to say, let's see how we can do this. Right. That changed a lot in 07, 08, 09, um, even past that because of, you know, we went through that big recession mm-hmm. and everybody had to kind of get on board uh, and it was really nice. And we still see, it, while we've come back out of that, we still see remnants of that with uh, with some of the with some of the city folk and city in general, right? That may be public works, it may be GRU, whoever we're dealing with, but um, that that leftover customer service has been good. And and through the years, I mean, we know all these people, right? So now, you know, twenty some odd years later. Um, I mean, he and I played basketball with half of them. So, it, you know, now we don't play basketball anymore. So, um, but, um, you, Wait, know, you guys or them? Uh, yeah, we don't play. they would play. <laughs> I don't know if any of us could do actually get on the court anymore. Um, but it's just, uh, if we could figure out how to, how to make everything a little more customer friendly. Right. And it doesn't mean you say yes to everything because some things aren't appropriate. Right. And right. certain things, but if it makes sense, let's figure out how to do it. And that's a lot of times that's what we end up doing. I mean, it's a midpoint park's a great one. That's not allowed by code. It wasn't, you know, we had to go before the city and say, Hey, this is what we want to do. It was a great idea. It just isn't allowed by the code. So now they've got to, and it takes time. They've got to fix it. How much time did it take? Oh, that probably took six months or so. It was pretty quick. I mean, they wanted it. It was a great idea. All the city commissioners behind it. So it helped. Okay. Yeah. So, Talk to me a little bit about like, I don't know, it's funny when, you know, I see um, just some of the conversations that are happening specifically like on social media and this kind of thing where it's like, oh, you know, Gainesville is starting to lose its charm because, you know, the high rise buildings and now, you know, knocking down the swamp restaurant, which I want to talk about the (laughs) the replica in a second. Right. But like, you know, the swamp restaurant and the charm and the character and these words that were really being discussed used to describe Gainesville and and obviously like you know there's these bit big you know high rises coming into these yeah. spaces now I mean like uh, what do you say to those people like or what's your thoughts like do you agree that you know it, it is causing Gainesville to lose some of its charm and so that's why you know you want to make a replica like the the swamp restaurant like what's just what is your perspective on those things I think we I think we would say we agree that it's losing some of the charm but but it was, you know, the wheels were, were starting to turn on this probably when both of us broke into the industry. There's a lot of zoning changes back in the in the mid-90s that were geared toward, you know, basically keeping from uh, you know, so much urban sprawl and stuff moving west. The big thing back then was they didn't want to see development moving so far west. So they wanted to increase zoning downtown. And nobody was, you know, talking about the early story. Back in 2001, you know, we were pioneers to be doing developments a block from campus. Right. That was considered crazy. Um, (laughs) And think about that today. Um, So that was put in place to increase the number of bodies you could put walking distance to campus. The thought was, you know, you eliminate vehicles, they'd bring bicycles. That never materialized. The bicycle thing was never really going to happen. You know, now it's scooters. 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 But but they have scooters and they still have cars, you know, so they they definitely, the parking's crazy. But, But the zoning's here, I mean, in our neighborhood, you can build 100 units an acre, more. 125. Yeah, more with bonus points. Yeah. And you don't have to have a parking space. Not a single one. 
Um, and you know, we're seeing it now. I mean, all by code. this stuff. Yeah, by, by code. code. By, by market, it's a different story. You should have parking spaces, <laughs> um, but but you don't have to. Um, and that was all put in place in the mid '90s. So, would anybody actually rent a place without parking? When they talk I mean, about yeah. reaping yeah, what you sow, yeah. this okay. is what it is. I mean, this is we, we this was put in place in, in the mid '90s, and and that's what we're getting. You know, but I, so. but I don't want to make it sound like that's a horrible thing. No, it's a great thing. The um, <laughs> you know, there's a balance, right? So we. We're known for historic renovations, right? We've probably done 60, 70 units through the years, uh, houses and various things. Um, and they turn out beautiful. And so I'm very much an advocate. We're very much advocates for trying to save what yeah. you can save. But then there are places that just, it, there's it's not worth saving or it's a blank piece of land or whatever the case may be that needs to have something new. And it's kind of the same way with the historic stuff of Gainesville, right? People, people I always liken it to a pregnancy with a woman, right? So and I, can, I have, can speak a little bit to that since we have four children. Um, <laughs> if, you know, that is a, uh, obviously a very difficult physical thing to go through. If you re- could remember all of that in, in, in its detail, you probably would never have another child, right? But uh, God gives you the ability to kind of see the end result and, and realize, okay, this, this is awesome. We may have another one, right? So it's kind of the same with Gainesville in that some people remember these cute little quaint parts of Gainesville that really aren't or weren't so cute and quaint. Uh, but they just kind of, you know, it's how they want to remember it, and especially people from out of town that like, you know, you can't take this down. They haven't been to Gainesville in three years, right? So you can't take Burrito Brothers down. Oh, my gosh, no. Right. And yeah, OK, when's the last time we were there? Oh, yeah, I was, uh, you know, when I left school in 86, <laughs> I was, you know, <laughs> OK, then really you're trying. I think you told me this, you know, you're trying to preserve your memory mm-hmm. in Gainesville as nothing to do with what Gainesville is at the moment. So it's a balance. I think, I think it is. Yeah, definitely. So talk to me about the replica of the small nah, restaurant. No, not a replica, man. It's just, well, it was, yeah, I mean, like, is it? Is it? A, I mean, like, is it all off? Like, based on the original? Yeah. Blueprint. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay. Based off the original blueprint, it'll be a mirror image because of where it's going. Uh, so the entrance will flip one side or the other. We're gonna take all the charm that was the swamp, make it look pretty much the same. We're gonna fix a few things just because that building was put in um, and they obviously was already there because it was rebuilt from when Chaucer was burnt down. So they um, had a few quirks that we needed to kind of fix. So like uh, the bathrooms for the swamp are real close to where the everybody comes out of the out of the kitchen and right by the bar. So it got kind of congested right there. So we've moved that and we've got an elevator putting in and things of that nature. But um, yeah, it'll feel it'll feel much like the swamp. Okay, so how long will it take for that project? To come well, to completion. It's supposed to break ground in June, July, and it's supposed to be open in June. So 21, 22. So 22 it'll be open. It's off to open. I promised Ryan, the owner, that uh, we would we would get it to him in time to have a soft opening so that his first day uh, open wasn't, you know, first first game day. So uh, <laughs> that, that would be a difficult <laughs> break in uh, <laughs> sure. of staff and everybody else. So. What about uh like COVID nineteen impact? Did it have any on you guys? With with a lot of the we navigated it pretty well. We yeah. um we we've got you know everything was leased, so we were good. A lot of kids stayed. Um, that you know, parents don't really want their kids home once they leave, and kids don't really want to go home once they leave. So once they figured out they had the option to be in Gainesville, um, they they pretty much came back and. Uh, we came up with some some unique ways to uh, help people who were affected. You know, anybody that was financially affected, we created an affidavit they could fill out, and if they were financially affected, we'd work on their rent payments over a longer period of time than the lease. And then we had some waivers and stuff for late fees for other people that were affected. So, I said, all in all, we did really well. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Commercial wise, we had a few that you know, with restaurants and stuff mm-hmm. like that that. We knew they were hurting. I mean, there's no doubt they were hurting. So we worked on restructuring their lease and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I, I think overall it came through it pretty good. In terms of like your pie chart of, you know, properties that you manage and control, like how many of it is like, how much of it is like student housing versus like commercial business type stuff yeah, versus? 50-50 at the moment. Yeah, really? I think probably 55, 60 residential probably. Yeah, a little more residential. Yeah, a little more. You got a lot of land sitting in the bank. Yeah. So that's, that's what we have most of. Okay. So. Is there a project that you guys are like the most proud of after of all these years? The one that like sticks out the 
the most that you absolutely love more than any of them? Oh man, that that's hard. <laughs> that I love. For me, it's Savion. Um, it's just so different than everything else we did. Um, so yeah, I think it's a complex. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's 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 over by six. It overlooks the pond. Okay. Uh, it's got a fountain. Yeah. Very contemporary. You know, very cool project. Yeah, I, I walk. I walk them. I love some of the historic stuff that we've done where we've infilled, and there's little pocket parks and courtyards all around. Uh, at midpoint. To me, it's just really cool. Uh, and we just did that, but I mean, that's why it's just fresh, but yeah. it was just an, just something that somebody else hadn't thought of yet, right? So at least around here, so, um, and it and it serves a big need, right? So we were having a hard time, I mean, trying to convince a restaurateur to go into that area when there's no other, re- I mean, what is there, Subway and Reggae Shack, but they're up on University, but there's nothing in, you know, in the heart of mm-hmm. University Heights, so. Uh, trying to convince somebody was tough, so getting doing the way we did it and and getting those things open, I think it'll it'll lead to a lot more. So. Cool. I'm excited to see that area continue to yeah. to develop. It's a good connection between downtown and UF. Yeah. Uh, what what's the all right? So in all your years in business, what? It's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> what's the biggest horror story that you can remember? Oh, I know mine. You go ahead. Man. Uh, he's got <laughs> it. I, I got to think about mine. You do? You know yours. Yeah. Oh, dude, we owned a property. We, <coughs> we decided, much like a lot of people do, they decide to, you know, we're not doing enough here, so let's branch out. If we can do it here, <laughs> we can go elsewhere, right? So we, we buy a property. It's 210 units across from FSU, right? So I'm a UF grad, so that already kind of burned me a little bit. But all right, we'll go up there. And it, this is a older complex, and it was um, it was rough. It was uh, you know they were leasing them by the hour and by the night and things of that nature. So we had a lot of changing to do. So we got it all squared away, and it took us about a year and a half, and really started started seeing some huge improvements in the property. And uh, it had a flooding issue, and it rained, and it and it flooded, and we we got carpets wet and like. 20 units, right? So we're in there taking carpets out, putting them in, trying to figure out what's going on. And so we're, we're going through that and maybe two, three more times it does this. And, and we finally figure out that the, the FEMA maps are wrong. They're off about five vertical feet, which is a lot, uh, when the map is wrong. But about the time we figure this out, we took a major flood up there and I got a call midnight uh, on some night and it said they had flooded. By the time I got there at maybe 3 a.m., uh, they had put 36 inches of water in 55 units. It just flooded. And every one of those units was full. Everybody's stuff was gone. You know, the kids are they're throwing stuff up on their bed because they're trying to save it, and then the bed floats. They throw it on top of their refrigerator, and the refrigerator tips over because it's floating. We lost the office, we lost the <laughs> maintenance shop, everything. So it was it was just hell for four or five months. I if mean, this happens to you, call our friends yeah, at the best go. restoration. There you go. Give them a call. I wish I could could have <laughs> oh, at the time. It, it was bad. It was and, and oh. Tallahassee had flooded during that time. A lot of complexes went through the same thing. It was it was a really bad, bad uh, storm system there. So that was gotta be, I had to live in Tallahassee. That's how Woodbury Row and Reed Fogler got. Oh, because you were out I was of town. In, yeah. So Reed so told that story about it. Mr. Woodbury and I talking and he came up. Well, Mr. Woodbury got ready to sell at about the same time he called me and I'm in Tallahassee stuck for four months and can't deal with it. And and Reed got that property. So. so did you see that wink when he went up to Mr. Wood, or Woodbury? He's like, hi. Yeah, nice I don't know if I remember. Like, but I, rem- I do remember him coming up. This <laughs> <laughs> odd. He knows him. So, oh. all right. Well, but, uh, hey. So they, right. so they weren't fooling you. You knew they knew each other. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. He's like telling us that. I was yeah. like laughing. For anybody who's like wants to know what I'm talking about, it was uh, in Reed Fogler's episode. It's episode 138 at the 28 minute mark. He's telling that story <laughs> of, oh, of Woodbury that's, Row. And, yeah. no, that's, and, uh, that's the one we lost because we were dealing with a flood in Tallahassee. So. Worked out okay. Worked out okay. I don't have anything that lasted nearly four months. Mine was <laughs> mine was a, like a move-in day flood a couple years ago at Windsor Hall, and uh, I got called at like four oh, in yeah. the morning. Yeah. And I mean, water was. Some girl had tried to put in a 
over the toilet cabinet and uh, hit the water water valve yeah. and broke it broke off. It, just sheared it, sheared off, it off. There was no stopping the water. Oh, no. She's trying to bucket it into the tub and have it drain out. And she'd put towels underneath the door and trying to keep it from going out in the in the hall. And finally, they they wouldn't open the door. They couldn't open the door. And we finally like you got to take those towels out. And I mean. It flooded the entire floor as soon as she did it. And I mean, this is in the heat. Like you were talking about August 24th. Well, this is the same for us. It's, yeah. I mean, we, the next day we like got to we we move in. in and I got, yeah, they just moved into Windsor Hall. All freshmen, you parents, you know, transitioning kids into college is a very emotional time. So, of course, yeah. I got parents in the building losing their mind at four in the morning. And I'm trying to get everybody calm. And it was it was crazy. It took. I think we got it mitigated and, and back to normal in about two weeks. So, but I got nothing to top four months. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, this is this is pretty recent. How long ago was that? That's probably two, three. Well, two, we three sold ago. it. We sold it a year ago. It's probably, it's probably longer ago than I think. But I yeah, remember yeah. it like it was yesterday. It's probably four years ago. Is there a time where you will ever not have to deal with headaches like that? We don't have to deal with them much now. I mean, that was okay. that was bad enough. It was during turn, and one of the differences in our company is we're heavily involved in in the turnover process. I mean, I walk probably fifty to sixty percent of our move-ins personally to make sure they're up to my standards for move-in. So okay. um, that's you're not going to find that anywhere else in this town where an owner's walking units on a, on a move-in day. Um, so. That was what made it crazy is, you know, we'd, we'd been doing this for, and we call it the Groundhog Day. It's, it's the same thing every day, every <laughs> damn day. It's the same. You just can't, you're counting like down the four days. Four weeks, man. You lose track of, you don't so know what day it is. 12 hours every day. I, I, I know. You know, yeah. talk, people don't realize, like, if you don't have a day off, you don't know what day it is, right? Because yeah, you yeah, can't mark it. Uh, for sure. So, I mean, you're going along, like, what day is it? Sunday? No, it's Wednesday. Really? Wednesday? Scooter dealership's the same way, man. I mean, we would, we, like, and I've actually just gotten to the point where I'm like, I'm not doing this anymore. (laughs) Like, I'm not (laughs) going to, like, kill myself. Because we, I mean, we were doing, we would do 13 days straight. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, dude, I, like, same thing. Couldn't, couldn't remember what day we were on. Couldn't remember, like, I mean, it was just, you don't eat. Yeah. Yeah. We run about 30 days straight. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the only, it's every year. The only way we actually got to eat was, like, during those days, we would actually hire a catering company to come out and set up lunch Smart. out there in the hallway right there yeah yep. and that way it was just lunch was already there we didn't have to yeah. worry about anything and just kind of eat and like i mean i have pictures of like uh, you know my assistant at one point like literally ha- hand feeding like a banana to one of our <laughs> team members like while she's like typing working using like yeah. a bite i'm like this is ridiculous why are we doing yeah. <laughs> but i mean the reason i ask is like i don't know it's i'm i'm starting to feel sometimes like being uh an absentee type business owner is just like a dream that's not even real. Yeah, I don't think it'll work for me. So. I can't. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, mean it, it's great if you can do it, right? Yeah, you, I mean, you I'll put the team together. You're trying to figure out how. Figure out, you, know, you, you came <laughs> to the wrong people. So no tips, we don't huh? know. Yeah, no. yeah, we've got we've got tremendously qualified people. A lot oh, of yeah. people that've been with us for over ten years, and okay. we still can't do it. Um, and they can't do it. They, can, they they're the same as us. They can't they can't not be involved. So um, how many yeah. team members you guys got? Sixteen. So we've got. 50 at Trimark, um, 17 at Irving, and another 10 on the architectural firm. So, yeah. So, yeah, 70, 80. <laughs> All right. So, enough. <laughs> I think, yeah. you know, I think you could if you, if you were fine with stable. Mm-hmm. Right? If, you, if you said, hey, I need to make X sales a year, we're mm-hmm. not going to push it any further, we're not expanding, we're not, then you can kind of put it on coast, right? And maybe certain businesses can do that. For us, it's never been about that. So it's always we're trying to strive to do something more and to do that. You got to be involved. So what is the end game then? Oh, who knows, man? Yeah. I said it earlier. I got to connect UF to downtown. That's it. That's that's, it. that's the goal. Connect it up. And even then, we won't be done. No, I mean no. that's just that's just for now. <laughs> we'll start over again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean we. <laughs> I don't know about him, but I, I fish all the time. I fish whenever I want. That's my <coughs> hobby. Most people you know. think I'm a better fisherman than I'm good at real estate. So, um, you know, I as long as I can do that, I don't really need to spend a whole lot of time retiring. Yeah. 
So retirement's not in the the plan, so to speak. Colin's trying to he's headed to the beach, man. I can see in his eyes. Well, you know, it's it's (laughs) you know it's not that. You know, my it's funny because I was talking to a friend about this today, like because some of the stuff happening in my dealership right now, like I'm uh, I'm back on the ground floor again. Yeah. Like I think a lot of it, you know, like I was in the showroom selling scooters today. Like it's been a, it's been a long time fun? since I've had to do that. Uh, I mean, like I love selling. Yeah, I love selling. There's a lot of part about like there's a lot of it that I don't like. Like I don't like doing the actual paperwork part of it. I don't like I you know. It. It's just like ah, it's just like oh, yeah. dude. Like I just, wish I, just, don't. I just wish yeah. I could just like hand it off to somebody sure. and yeah. you know. But <laughs> but you know the thing the biggest the biggest <laughs> problem that I have with it is that I don't like I like my freedom. So I like to be able to do what I want when I want whenever I want. I don't like this uh, being handcuffed to the sales floor between 10 a.m. and 5 p.m. You know what I mean? So that's probably my biggest issue with it right now. So like, I'm like, so of course, like now I'm like, you know, trying to figure out how, how can I do that? How can I create these systems? And you know, I've been doing this for 17 years. I think I'd have it somewhat figured out by now. (laughs) You must, you must have it. Uh, I mean, there's, you know, yeah. But there's still, man, and it, it always changes. And then there's always something else that changes. There's some new technology that changes it, and you got to readjust the entire system. It's, yep. you know, just yeah, like, we feel you. How has technology uh, had an impact on y'all's business? Done. Anything I mean, stick out? Yeah, I mean, you yeah. know, we've, uh, gosh, when when I started there, we were doing, we were typing out uh, contracts and leases. Yeah. And now, you know, everything's done online. Everything's, I mean, I, we took a property that we'd pre-leased to about 30% occupied. And then in two days, because of just a market trend, we were able to take it from that to full just because we do online leasing, just because we use DocuSign, you know, mm-hmm. and, and we have good systems and good processes. Like we know, we, know, we know our market, we know who we're marketing to, we know that they, you know, how they want to process a lease and, and how they want, they want to be done fast. Like this particular market just wants to be done fast, um, and and so you got to make it so they're done fast, and uh, it's it works for us. So, you know, we've got we've got good people who work with. We've got our own coder. Um, you know, I mean, we just you know we've developed our own database system, um, our own leasing system. Most people buy an off the shelf. I can't tell you the number of people who've called me and said. Oh yeah, I can't do it the way you guys think I should do it because my system requires X, Y, or Z, yeah. and I'm like, then change the system. Yeah, you know? I mean, if your you're letting your, around the, if you let around your the computer system system run how how the market relates to it, you're you're out of your mind. You're going to miss everything, and they do. They miss everything. Yeah. So you created your own. Is this like software you're talking about? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean. A lot of people are like, okay, where would you even start with that? I mean, you. Oh, we don't know. A, yeah, don't, we don't. don't, uh, don't so we've got great people. We got, we've got, we've got awesome great. Uh, you know, our our VP of Ops and runs our marketing department too, and she's, you know, she's. I mean, she's her. You know, for ten years, her hobby was SEO. Okay, hobby. Like she'd go <laughs> home and do that for us she'd at night. At she loved it. <laughs> she loved it. You know, and I'm like, wow, this is good hire. You know. <laughs> Um, yeah. No, so, she's amazing. Yeah, she's been there 17 years and, and, I mean, been doing it, keeping us ahead of the game the whole time. Yeah. Uh, so you gotta, you got to use technology and then you got to change it up, right? So you, uh, I've had this conversation this week. Um, you know, what worked when you're at four people doesn't necessarily work. It may work great. Right. It might have worked great for six or seven, but when you hit 10... It's not working so much anymore, right? And that just keeps going. I mean, it isn't, you know, it's 50. You would think, oh, we'll be fine, you know, and then 70 or then just people. It's it's what you're putting into the system, right? So uh, we we uh, own a, a company that's kind of going through that now. And it's, you know, they're, they're wanting to go out and get more business. I'm like, man, we got to fix the system first because mm-hmm. if you don't if you don't fix the system, it doesn't matter how much you put in it, right? You're just going to mess it up worse, right? You got to fix the system itself and mm-hmm. then and then be willing to change it later if you have to. So, yeah, we do a lot of that. <laughs> how many uh, how many businesses do you have? Is it just um, like a few? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just so all we organic, organic needs. Like, oh, yeah. let's let's uh, start this now, or what? 
Yeah, well, the, the yeah, actually, painting painting another wall. What so, do you think about starting so, this business? So a lot <laughs> of them, yeah. So yeah, that's kind of what we still do. So it's funny. Yeah, that's exactly how it works. Back then, it was uh, we were painting, right, and we're in the same room or the next room. Now, if you ever go into our uh, into our corporate offices, his office and my office are next to each other, and they're really a long office. Both of us are at the back of those offices. We have uh, conference tables up front. Um, and so we both sit way to the back of the office. Well, there's a little door that stays open 90% of the time that goes right from my office to his. And I just look like mm-hmm. all I got to do is look left and he's right there. So a lot of times ideas just, I mean, as long as he's not on the phone and sometimes mm-hmm. when he's on yeah, the phone, so, yeah. I'll just be like, dude, what do you think about this? Or mm-hmm. He'll do the same thing. So it's still just like we're painting. Just, <laughs> yeah, now we're banging is. on computers and doing other yeah. things, but it's still, it's still coming up with ideas. So I don't know. We run like 25 different companies, but most of them are real estate related, but yeah. we've got a few others. We got, we bought a, a uh, landscape company, I don't know, five, six years ago. Ah, more than that. Maybe it's been longer. So, <laughs> um, couldn't find one to do our properties the yeah. way we wanted them done, right? And and we were kind of known for that, that they look good. So, got tired of trying to find somebody that could do it and really keep track of it the way we wanted. So, we just screw it. And we just went out and bought a company and uh, and developed it ourselves. <laughs> so, it's it's like he and our back in, in college again because we own one in college. So, now we own one. We don't do the work on that one, though. So we, don't, we don't actually go out and know anything. So. And we get lucky from time to time. We find people. We, we had a guy we fished with back in, I mean, a long time ago, back yeah. in 1998, I think, 99. Keys, yeah. We went fishing with, and he reached out to me two, three years ago, and he said, hey, man, have, he, he lived in Mississippi. He went to Ole Miss, got his, he got a master's in biology, I think. Uh, biology, He'd yeah. worked for Something. Scott's company, for the fertilizer company, for like 12 years. I'd never thought about this guy running a main, you know, a landscaping company. I thought, well, you know, he's going to be in management somewhere. He reaches out to me. He's like, hey, man, you ever heard of this company, Urban Greenscapes? And I'm like, you're messing with me, right? And he's like, no, why? And I'm like, I own that. <laughs> and he's like, and I'm like, and John's my partner. And he's like, I want to come to work for you guys. I said, you live in Oxford. He's like, I got a place in Keystone. And I mean, yeah, two great. weeks later. He was there, and and he and our facilities director run it perfectly, you know. And and we, I mean, he's more involved because he's, he loves it. Oh yeah. I mean, he goes down and just checks it out. He'll come in in his urban green skates. He does not dress like that <laughs> yeah. every day. He'll come in in shorts, an urban green skate shirt. And I know he's going to go out and walk some urban green skates properties uh, that day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah I go incognito, man. If I go like yeah, this, yeah. 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 Somebody get stopped a lot. Ask so. you questions. Like undercover yeah. boss of your yeah. own yeah. 25 yeah. companies. Yeah, yeah, my people know me, but the, you know, yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> students know. and the parents don't, so yeah, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> so I can walk around. Uh, have you sold any of those companies? Uh, or you kept them all? We haven't sold a company. Uh, we've sold, sold a couple properties here and there. Yeah. Actually, I don't think we've sold. Have we sold? We sold Windsor. We sold Court Windsor yards. Hall. Court we sold Cart Yards. We sold the one we started with. Yeah, sold the one we started with. And, uh, that was one of the best movies we ever made. Then we sold Windsor. What, selling it or selling, selling it? Buying, oh, buying it, it too. No. <laughs> the and deal's the, done when you buy yeah, it. Right? Like, I mean, that's yeah. where the money's made. The courtyards right? purchased money. And, and money from the courtyards paid for a lot of our growth. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, it was a good time. It was good. Was it always self-funded or was mm-hmm. it pulling in other partners or anything? No? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Self-funded. It's amazing. I mean, it sounds like a big piece of like this puzzle has been being able to keep talented team members. It I is. mean, is there any yeah. any uh, you know tips that you have for doing that recruiting? People? I mean, this is that that's a hot topic in Gainesville. It it's is. Like, it's how do you how right do you now. find talent? How do you recruit oh, wow. talent? And how do you keep talent? Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a very hot topic. So, I mean, any any tips? I mean, you said some of these a lot of these players have been with you for over ten years. Yep. You said yeah. I know you said seventeen for one of the ones yeah, you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. So, I mean, oh yeah, we've got um, seventeen is the longest I think. Besides you. Oh, oh, yeah, I've been there mm-hmm. forever. Uh, <laughs> so 17. I've been there 16. Um, we've got a facilities director that's been there 12 or 13. 12 or 13 yeah. at least. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, a lot, a lot of long-term people. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, I think we hire. So one thing we don't do is hire specifically for our personalities. We hire for the personality of what the job is um, and not necessarily to work great with us. Um, not that they don't, most of them do, but, but we don't look for that first. Um, even in the sales side, and you can relate to this, is we got a lot of different people coming in who want to, 
they want to talk to different kinds of people. And especially in the, what we do, some people want the mom, you know, the parents specifically, they want the mom away from home or, you know, they want someone like that in the office. So we try to have a little bit of everything in our office um, from a sales perspective. But I mean, you know, we have a diverse group for sure. You know, we, we want, we want people who, you know, they don't always get along, especially on the sales side, because they're always <laughs> fighting for that, you know, that, that bonus, that leasing yeah. bonus. But, um, but yeah, I think, I think it's just hiring people that, you know, can do the job looking for this, you know, the specifics of that, of that particular position and not too much into the personality. Yeah. And then I will say, you know, a lot of his luck and yeah, I'm sure we don't do it the best as we could, but, um, you said something earlier about, you know, being on the sales floor and doing that, you didn't want to dot the I's and cross the T's, right? So right. that is one thing that we do very well is that we eliminate a lot of that stuff. So instead of hiring somebody that's kind of a jack of all trades, we hire somebody that's really good at something, right? So we hire salespeople. We don't make them dot I's and cross T's. We got people, we got bookkeepers that'll do that because they love to do it. And while they're not introverts and they, you know, want to talk to people, they don't want to go sell anything, right? They bookkeeper kind of likes numbers, right? So you give the bookkeeper to finish off the lease or someone like that, and you let the salesperson go and sell another one. So instead of doing the contract, you'd have handed that off to somebody and you would have gone and sold another yeah. scooter. Right, so that's kind of how we do everything in the company. So there's there's nobody that's a jack of all trades other than me, and that just means I suck at everything. So I just, I just can see. Uh, we know all. that's I'm, not true. You know, I'm definitely not a master at any of them. So I just hire better people. So what's what's in the pipeline? What are the things to look forward to? I mean, we know the the swamp the swamp restaurant, Swamp's but big one, is yeah. there anything else? I don't know. What else you want to do? <laughs> I mean, we we've toyed around with some conventional property ideas. Um, student housing is getting to be crazy overbuilt. So um, I, I don't know what the outcome will be in that market. Um, I don't know if people are just going to bail on locations further away from campus, no matter what they do with price or if there's a price, they'll go there. I mean, th this year it seems like there's no price they can go as low, low to to get people to move. And there's, there's a point where you're too low and they're not going to move because of that. Cause it's, you know, they're scared, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, so we've had, we've had a couple student housing projects that we've, we've yeah, designed and yeah, we, we just put all put them on hold. Yeah, um, so. see what happens with all these new units coming on. Cause there's no more enrollment coming. UF's striving to be in the top five and that's, that's counter to enrollment increases. They need to reduce enrollment and, so that's that's what's been happening over the last probably five six years as enrollment's been going down. Um, so we're so pushing the commercial side more. Yeah. Innovation District trying to get that you know obviously the food park, uh, but also fill the buildings that are there. We've been renovating a bunch of existing ones, looking at building another one. So trying to really push that urban research park. Yeah, right next to UF. And we got a cool building designed for, or started to design for downtown for mm -hmm. conventional yeah. property. A yeah. um, couple actually. So, you know, see if that if that flies. Conventional, we thought was going to be overbuilt, but I've been watching the numbers and their their lease ups going great. So people are just flocking to Florida and apparently Gainesville too. So, um, yeah, <laughs> which is great. That's great. Sometimes it concerns me. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm like, please, like, Things I change. love my state. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I start to get worried sometimes about, yeah. but. Yeah, well, I'll just stop it there. Yeah, <laughs> probably good. Uh, prob probably, probably good. good. Probably good. Uh, so, I, one thing I love to ask uh, entrepreneurs that have been doing business for a long time is like, like what, like what was that failure that just absolutely defined, you know, or has, or has contributed to your success? Right? Is there just a failure that just really sticks out that you're like, man, because that moment, I'm definitely where I'm at today. I think mine was the flood, man. The flood? <laughs> it, okay. Really, the disaster it, was. The it failure. really was um, because we were looking at, A, can we do this in Tallahassee? Can we go to Athens? Can we go to these different places? And um, spending four months there and just no and living there and not being able to be home and, and be at the, at the company was just – I mean, we did it. It's because of what we needed to do. But for me, I grew up in the Navy, so my dad was in the Navy for 24 years. Uh, so we moved, as you can imagine, not as much as most Navy people did, but uh, we did move a lot. And I just didn't want to move anymore. And, I, and it really came down to, I don't even want to 
go to Tallahassee and it's only two hours away. I, I really just want to be <coughs> here in Gainesville. And I like being, I mean, everything we own or most everything we own is within walking distance from yeah. each other. So I like that, right? And I like to be able to, go, I mean, I, I'm missing baseball tonight with my youngest, but I'm going to go home and kiss all of them goodnight. So, mm-hmm. and I like that. It's just, yeah. it's, that's important to me to be able to do that. So uh, it just isn't worth it. And could we go to Tallahassee and Athens and be successful? Yeah, but at what price? It's not a, for me, it's not a numbers gig. I, and, you know, some people it is, nothing wrong with that. For us, it's the challenge and the cool projects and the doing something a little different. And that, that's kind of what gets the juices flowing. When we stop doing that, I'm going fishing with him all the time. <laughs> that's just, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, it, it's crazy because, you know, even when I reflect back to when I started this business, like I would have told you we'd have scooter dealerships all across the country. Yeah. And then, you know, get married and have kids. And I'm like, and dude, realize, I don't want to be traveling all over the country. Yeah. <laughs> That's the yeah. last your thing. Your priorities I change, right? Yeah, I mean, it's just the change. way it works. So, uh, for some. So, That's it did great. for me. So, that's my big, I think that one was my big find. Yeah, mine's probably a little more personal. I, I, don't, I haven't had any tremendous business failures. I've been lucky. I'm going to knock on wood real quick here. But, um, You know, when I was in high school, my first year, my parents, my my mom and stepfather moved to Fort Myers, and uh, they gave me the choice whether to stay and live in uh, northern Virginia with my dad or move down there, and I stayed. And my dad was not a disciplinarian, and he didn't keep a whole lot of tabs on me, and I just never went to school for my whole semester of uh, first year of my freshman year of high school. So I, I got lucky, and realized that that was a bad move and uh decided to move down to fort myers with my mom and stepfather and um you know that was that was probably the biggest failure was that freshman year um not you know just just making a bad choice not necessarily a bad choice but making bad choices after i made my choice and Mm -hmm. uh i learned a lot from that and then you know i was gonna have school my my parents were in real estate too and my dad my stepfather was a developer and sold some property and had made a good amount of money and he, he found a way to lose it all. Um, and so so what went from, hey, your school's paid for, to in, in two years, it was like, hey, we ain't got no money. Um, and that's, that's but part I got of a our job. story. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I, I did a year at Edison Community College in Fort Myers and then moved to Gainesville and did a year at Santa Fe, met this guy, and then, you know, we started making good money, you know, while we were in school. So that, and then we had, we had to have that work ethic to pay our way through school. Again, I can't call that a failure. But, you know, my stepfather's failure in managing money was probably the best thing that ever happened to me because it taught me, you know, I went from, I was a spoiled kid. I didn't have to work. I got an allowance. I got a car. I got everything to you don't have anything. And if you want to go to school, you're going to have to pay for it yourself. And that that helped me tremendously. Yeah, that's huge. That's impactful. I <laughs> love it. This has been a lot of fun, guys. Yeah, thank yeah. you. It has been. Yeah, thanks for coming on. That's thanks a, for sharing your yeah, story. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot, a lot of various aspects there. We dove into a bunch of different things, and I'm, I'm excited to see what continues to develop in that in that corridor over yeah, there. Come down. I'm excited for the swamp restaurant. I'm excited yeah, for a lot too. of things. So me too. I can only really imagine cool. what that's going to look like the first game day. So. Yeah, it'll be insane. Um, one of the things that I like to ask our guests, we used to ask this in a, a side segment, but I started bringing it into the episode, was like if our show could connect you to one person, like who would that be? Is there any like anybody you've out there in the world? Or you're like, man, I would love to meet that person because I guarantee they listen. Oh, to, this. to meet like new, yeah, to meet, uh, to yeah. meet somebody new because I guarantee they're a big fan of our show. So, oh, I'm sure they are. <laughs> sure they are. Who is it that I, know? I don't know? I don't even know. Who would it That's be? That's tough. You got me, man. <laughs> yeah, you probably need to, uh, need to hit us with that earlier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've been up since four, so you got to... Uh, Anybody yeah. wants to lease one of their apartments, that's who they would like to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, got, yeah, any CEO uh, out there looking for space. So. Yeah, yeah, there you go, CEO I mean, looking for space. Yeah, that'd be a good one. I guess probably for me, I, I mean, gosh, we live in a different era, right? And social media, I guess Gary Vanderchuk would be okay. somebody that I'd, I'd love to have 10 minutes of his time just to just to shoot the shit. Yeah. <laughs> He's one of those guys that you can yeah. easily shoot the shit with. 10 yeah, minutes, good. 10 minutes will go by in 30 seconds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I like uh, this. I, so kind of on the same vein, I, when I was in New York mm, a few years ago, we saw Charles Barkley. 
in one of the bars, and my wife didn't know who that was. And he had his back kind of turned. He's kind of side sitting, and he's talking to these two young ladies. Turns out one of them is his daughter. And, uh, and this other guy, and, and he's cussing up a storm, and my wife's like, you know, this guy cussing right here in the bar loud. And I look over, I'm like, that was Charles Barkley. <laughs> I'm like, uh, sweetie, um, that's Charles Barkley. She's like, I don't, I don't care. He's cussing a lot. I'm like, ah, he's kind of known for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's kind of known for being out there and kind of just telling it like it is. And uh, I, I think I'd like to hang with him for a little while. Just to, <laughs> not, you know, he's just one of those guys that just would your wife tell like, it like it? No, no, definitely not. Definitely not. So, <laughs> Man. I, on that same vein, just kind of just throw it out. <laughs> well, where can our audience connect with, with you? Yeah, I mean, if they wanted to look, find all the various properties, I guess it's just trymarkproperties.com. Yeah, yeah. And that's the social media handles too? That is. Can I get yeah. confirmation from Sarah, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> well, cool. Well, I really appreciate you guys coming in tonight. It was a lot yeah, of fun. Thank you. Thank and, you. Uh, and thank you so much to everybody who's listening. And thank you to James Leitner, who does the editing on our show, Sarah Lance. And today's special video fill-in, Jason Prince and Moss Chastine. Is that right? Did I say it right? Moss. Jason Price. That's what I said. Jason Price. I say what I say. Prince. <laughs> I think it's a Prince. <laughs> you guys, like, that's why... Yeah, I'm trying to give credit to Short Media Group who came in and really helped us out tonight. Thank you guys so much All for right. doing that, by the way. Uh, Thank you. Jason Price. I said Price. <laughs> Uh, well, Jason DeMoss, thank you so much for coming in. Podcast fam, if you didn't have a chance to uh, write down the information of the incredible sponsors that make this show possible, don't worry. Uh, you can find all that information at whoagnv.com slash sponsors or simply click the links in the show notes and it'll get you right over there. And special love this episode to our friends at the UF Mover Guys. These guys have 50 team members and eight trucks ready to help you move in Gainesville between some of these properties over Amen. at Trimark. They will help you guys out. Uh, the UF Mover Guys provides full service moving services and even have climate controlled storage. They provide loading and unloading services onto rented trucks, shipping containers and pods, whether you are moving out of town or moving into town. Last minute moves are not a problem. These guys are available seven days a week. They've been serving the area for years. They don't charge travel or fuel fees on local moves and no one, no move is too big or too small. Give our friends Brad and Jordan at UF Mover Guys a call when you're preparing your next move. Call them at 352-415-0886 and visit them at ufmoverguys.com and when you do be sure to say I heard you on the WHOA GNV podcast the podcast bring you businesses and individuals that make you go whoa 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 <laughs> we will see you later